Hello everyone, it's Paul here with some exciting news. I'm absolutely delighted that Series 4 of The Past Podcast is brought to you in partnership with the wonderful Chef Works, outfitting chefs, kitchens and front of house all around the world. Chef Works offer a collection of great uniforms, so to check out their full range, visit chefworks.co.uk. On with the show. So whilst I was in Birmingham, I got a chance to do a special episode for you. And it's with a guy called Alex Claridge, who is a very avant-garde, creative, exciting chef in Birmingham who owns a place called The Wilderness. And he has also now opened a fantastic fine dining and cocktail bar called Nocturnal Animals. This is a completely different chat to the type you'll uh, you'll be familiar with through the past because Alex has got a very, very uh, strong sense of humour and he makes me laugh a lot. So apologies if this kind of goes uh, goes a little bit AWOL, but I hope you enjoy it. So, you know, we put them off because I didn't want to, but in being able to do those works around this opening, I kind of had a benefit because I've been able to draft my brigade in from the wilderness to support an opening and, you know, it's been a pretty... It's pretty spicy as far as openings go, like because the part of town it is. Because to a point, like some dickhead put needles all over the front of it, would say wank. You know, it's been pretty unrelenting. Sort of, you know, everything we thought we'd do number wise, it's it's kind of beating at the moment, which is great. Like I'm not complaining. Like I'd be a lot more. I tend to be much bigger problems. If it was the other way around, yeah, you know. But um, yeah. So at the moment, yeah, like it's just getting this right. Um, I've got head chefs for both, which was kind of that's a decision I took sort of early this year. Um, doesn't it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily delight my control freak tendencies. Like I still find it a challenge sometimes, but you know, the reality is that across the two sites we've got you know fifty staff, and unfortunately, you know I don't want to be in a position where. I'm just doing a shit job of lots of things so you know it's about trying to put faith in people who understand what the vision is who understand what you want know how you <coughs> know how you work and you know, certainly Stu Dealey he's my head chef of the wilderness and he's kind of my right hand on on everything really you know we've worked together long enough that we can sit down and discuss dishes and you know I trust him that he'll be able to kind of do some of that legwork for us to get that dish mm-hmm. dish there you know and he'll come to me with ideas that are just cracking and you know and make sense um, which I think is always testament to like when your brigade truly align with with what you're trying to achieve with your food is when they're at a point where they can create things off their own bat. You know, there's nothing nicer than actually seeing them win. And I think like it's it's making peace with that. You know, like when you're younger in kitchens, I think you want you know you, you kind of want all the all the glory and like really I just, yeah. I just don't give a shit. I just, <laughs> just want the food to be. Tasty. Well, I suppose there, there kind of comes a time when you have to take a higher kind of seat if you like well, it's, yeah man it's just you know you've got to decide what your vision is or, you know like, there are chefs who will spend 20, 30 years like on just one small restaurant and you know I, I, nothing but respect for that you know there's there's an honesty there's a kind of a beauty to that but you've got to work out what your kind of life plan looks like where you're going to fit family on that you know what you want to be doing in your 40s like where you want to get to and what you want to achieve and just work out what's for you I don't think there's a, a better or worse way but you know for us it's all about trying to find talent and then just supporting it and giving them a kind of home where they feel you know they feel appreciated they feel loved and you know, it sounds like corny and shit but you know it's about trying to build families 
know, that's one of the things that I think, you know, there's loads you got wrong, you know, along the way. There's loads of stuff where I go, oh yeah, fuck that. But I think, you know, trying to kind of keep that culture. I mean, I'm conscious of it, like, it's harder, the bigger team. You know, it's harder work. Like, I'm terrible with names and, like, honest to God, like, doing payroll, I was just like, no idea. Is that? No idea the fuck that is. Presume, <laughs> presume they work for us, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, um, it's always good fun and, you know, you're there kind of going, you know, we've we've never been a kind of crazy yes chef, no chef kind of kitchen because I think it's a bit depersonalising and when it's a smaller brigade, like, there's a time and place, but, you know, you're here kind of just going, yeah, just gonna have to, just gonna have to, everyone's gonna have to be chef because I don't know, you know, it's not quite that bad. Like, I know, I know, I know the lads in the kitchen, it's just bartenders, like, there's so many of them, they're all so young and they're all so enthusiastic that it's just easiest for me to just let them do their thing. Um, everything you that I see of yours is, um, that you do in that wilderness and here, the, the identity is quite strong, you know, the image is quite kind of. Can, you know, it's yeah. well thought out. If you see what I mean, it's a part Jesus, of this. Jesus, you're full of the lies. No, <laughs> no, but it's a part of this vision. I think which you're talking about was that in place from the beginning, or has everything you've kind of done been quite natural? Uh, sort of, sort of. I mean, you know, all I wanted to achieve with with any of the venues is, you know, even when I, you know, when I went into cooking, I knew that I wanted to try and look at not just what was on the plate, but like what else you can do with it, what cool shit you can do with food. You know, like I often say like, if I'd been, if I'd had a modicum of success at any other kind of creative outlet, like I'd be I'd be a potter or I'd be like a fucking saxophonist or I'd be something else. Cause like, it's, you know, it's a crazy way to make a living. Like, you know, it's not, it's not the easiest way to make money. Um, but Definitely. fortunately like, you know, I can't sing for shit. Um, <laughs> my writing is just, all derivative like I tried I tried all this stuff you know within the cycles you know I brought a keyboard and like a fucking mixing deck thought I'd be a DJ no terrible like all bollocks bollocks <laughs> everything and uh, you know cooking was it always creative because that always definitely creative comes I mean across. I think you know that's that's what I get off on like I get off on creativity in all its forms and you know I was thinking about this earlier uh, like I think creativity like is, is, is one of those kind of little moments of magic which kind of differentiates us from you know from sort of you know monkeys I mean you know to be fair you can get monkey paintings and elephant paintings and that so maybe I'm wrong but yeah you know I think the ability to kind of using nothing but what's in your head to make stuff and that could be anything like I think you know there's a way to be creative with you know with how you dress there's a way to be creative with how you talk to people you know it's just one of the great things that I think is overlooked in hospitality is is the creativity and the artistry of great service because you know there is an art there is a creativity in being able to instantly disarm someone you know with a smile oh, fucking hell we definitely cut that that sounds shit disarm someone with a fucking smile that's shit that's staying in I'm sorry um, that's good but, you know like you know like when you watch a great you know a great kind of I guess a people person at work yeah you know not me like Jesus Christ I've got like 30 seconds to get to a table and get back out before it goes dark but um you know there's creativity in that too, and it's so overlooked. Um, and I love all that, you know. We like whatever you do, you know, with the greatest respect. Like whatever you're kind of doing a round of like press and chatting about the stuff, like you know, it's you know, it's a pleasure to be able to do something that's kind of more freeform and relaxed. But fundamentally, it's we're doing a thing. Please help us sell the thing so we don't go bankrupt. Like you know, any restaurant that pretends it's otherwise, like that's why you, you come out of the kitchen to do this stuff. Yeah, you know, you do interviews now. She's such stupid questions. Well, I'm going to try not to ask you any stupid well, questions. Well, you know, poor, a, a poor guy. And it was it, it prepared brilliantly. There's an issue we did 
like, around the opening here. And like the guy had done loads of preparation, like massively tip my hat to him because you know you get you get journalists the other side who literally are like like do you do you know anything about what's going on here? Is this what you do for a job? Um, and he was like, oh, are you happy? And uh, Emma, who does kind of our BDM and like communications and side of things and supports me on that, I could see her face just kind of going, don't ask that, don't ask him that, don't ask him whether he's happy. Um, but yeah, you know, I think one of the other cliches is always, oh, you know, what chefs, what restaurants, all the rest of it. And none of them, like really like, you know, the, the irony for me is honestly, I don't really do fine dining outside of it. You know, I will try and eat out at you know other establishments on a regular basis, but I consider that to be kind of more work than um, than like pleasure. Just like a learning sort of thing. Yeah, you know, just seeing what's occurring and, and you know, like it's cool. It's cool to see what the people are doing with you know with some of the similar ingredients and similar ideas because you know there's no such thing as originality in kitchens. It's bullshit. Like you could probably like on you know on both hands kind of list ten suppliers that nearly everyone's using you know it's the top end of things it's it is a similar supply chain so it's really then what people do with that that's cool to see but you know I'm not saying it's a hardship like I don't think oh damn I've got to go any at that you know at that two star you know to for work oh my job's hard like you know it's, it's a breeze that stuff that's cool but you know I'm not into that I'm not into fancy ass cocktail bars like honestly like my favourite bar in Birmingham has got a late license till 4am and like double jack and coke's like five quid that's it perfect um, yeah you know they've got an outdoor terrace I'm into it like because well, um, I obviously I read a lot that you largely self-taught is that correct? yeah like you know it's tough and you know I think I think it's easy to kind of feel a little vibe of kind of imposter syndrome on that because you know you, you can't list off you know all these illustrious right. places where you're like oh you know oh, I know this person or I've done a stage here all the rest of it but I know it sounds tough like cooking is just a means to an end like you know that my, my focus is on the whole experience for a guest it always has been and I consider the food element to be part of that and you know I didn't train anywhere exciting you know I worked in just you know cafes and, and then kind of pubs and um, you know briefly well, I say briefly like two or three years sort of you know development chef for like a vegetarian chain you know because I wanted to challenge all the different thing but for me where kind of food really came alive was alongside that starting to eat um, a more diverse range of restaurants and you know going out and buying all the cookbooks which I mean this is definitely most of them are just coffee table books their recipes don't work for shit but um, you know experimenting with you know I remember I remember like I wanted to make a cucumber fluid gel um, you know this was kind of early into my career but in order to do it and I remember still kind of getting home you know like at two in the morning and juicing cucumbers and you know like making eight, yeah making eight <laughs> different sets of, of gels and everything and like, I think I've got quite an obsessive streak and I think that actually was the real value for me and, and then to be honest with this business it's you know I think we are stronger as a kitchen and you know produce more exciting food because we have a blend of tradition and kind of irreverence really you know because I've you know because I've kind of just worked my way up you know I've grafted mm. and I've learned what I can from the kind of kitchens I've been in and, and you know the little bits of stuff I've been else to when I've travelled and things like that but because so much of it for me is self-taught I'll look at stuff I guess with very much blinkers off, yeah. you know. Um, and then when you've got other great chefs who are there to kind of support and work with you, who've kind of gone the other way, you know, you've come from catering college when they were 16, you know, you've got a really nice broad range of, of kind of ways of looking at food and ways of talking about it. And I think it makes it stronger. Um, 
but I, I think the problem is, you know, as I say, like restaurants don't really inspire me because generally speaking, I, I think it's always different to fall into kind of a particular way of doing things, um, a particular method of looking at it, a particular kind of sense of unwritten rules. And I'm not into it, you know, the, you know, to kind of come full circle in a really long, protracted, painful, for which I'm sorry, way to like your question vis-a-vis like the identity design of them. It's because all the, all the things I look up to, all the things that excite me are kind of fashion, mm. really. Well, what I, cause what I was going to say is, if it, if it isn't chefs and it isn't restaurants no. that has inspired you yeah, yeah. to get to where you are, wh- where did so did it come from that creative edge that you were talking about the sort yeah, of fashionable? Uh, you know, I think it's other stuff like you know, artistic. Yeah, like you know, just just art in the broadest sense of the word. Really, you know, just in many ways, like I'd say that I get off and I have as many ideas around things that we've done from Banksy. Which you know, I'm fully aware that now you can buy his prints for like ten quid from like fucking IKEA. It's the most basic bitch thing I could say. But like, even something like Dismalland, you know, there's elements of that that I think flows through into what we do, um, both on the plate and off the plate. You know, like, you know, the front of this building has an unfortunate mistake on the sign, which means half the time it does say wanky fine dining on the front. And you know, obviously, I couldn't comment on whether that's a mistake or not. But you know, I think if you look at that through a kind of slightly dismal land lens it starts to kind of make you can see it from like the menus downstairs yeah. and stuff. you can you, I can definitely see that you know and, and for me what where I think the kind of what works within what we're doing here and what we do with the wilderness to, to varying degrees is you know they are creative entities and they are designs and experience you know like I'm not here to kind of I'm not here to kind of pretend it's you know, it's just this or it's just that. You know, like the music plays a part in it, the ambience plays a part mm. in it. You know, what we tend to do for, for everything food wise is, you know, there's always a familiarity underlying what we do. Um, I'm not interested in doing sort of like spaceman food. I don't want to be so far removed from like food that people actually want to eat, um, which I think you can, you know, like, so you know, I think you can. I certainly have, like, you know, when I was younger, you come with a dish and you go, technically, that that's really clever, but no one gives a fuck. <laughs> like it's just it's shit, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's just keeping clever, yeah, for clever's sake. But we like to take a familiarity to things, and then present them in a a kind of a, a playful, quite funny. Like I think humor's a big part of it too. But you know, I want to do sort of a darkly satirical take on on kind of really familiar things because in that, you know, in that I think there's kind of a comfort for all of us. I think, you know, not to get too too hot and heavy on it. One of the things that has always enchanted me about food is, is, is its power as a kind of social lube. Um, I'm not sure if lube's the word I wanted to really use for that. But, you know, I think now more than ever we could all use some lube. <laughs> I was gonna, I've said that to you whilst we're sat in an office on the floor, like with no windows. That's um, exactly yeah, what you need to hear. No, but, I mean, you're, 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 um, you're almost kind of preempting what the things I'm going to ask you because, you, again, I'm, you I'm said... I'm inside your head, mate. It's, it's dark, well, you are. It's a dark you're, place. You're deep. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah. You said about the, the humour thing, and again, that struck me to the sort of Banksy comparison that you made because he's yeah, yeah. obviously uses that humour, and you obviously do it. And one of the, the ways that we got to know each other was through social media. Yeah, yeah. And I always love the hilarious. It's just a game. It's literally there. just a game. Like, you know, I I'm not going to take any of that seriously. Like, you know, I'm not not being funny. I'm not a heart surgeon. You know, if you are lucky enough, if you are in the small group comparatively and very small worldwide that you can afford that you can afford to do like fine dining you can afford to eat at this level of course I need to have a good time of course I want to represent value for money you know I don't debate how important the little things are in my life 
you know, life is really a series of tiny little moments and you know, depending on how good those little moments are you know that is what dictates whether you've you know, had a good time of it before uh, before you cop it um but like i'm not a fucking heart surgeon like if you're gonna get on your high horse and be a stupid prick like i'm not the bigger man like i'm more than willing to step up and be a prick back like <laughs> i love it i love some of the things that you've done what, what, what we've found has been that's been quite nice is you know whenever i do it you know I, sometimes we're like oh that was a bit cheeky wasn't it whoops but actually it's become quite self-pleasing that because it is out there to see you can see what we do you can see what i'm like you know and actually it's a really good predictor because you know whenever we have for lack of a better word a, a bit of a you know twitter storm yeah yeah you know twitter gate <laughs> yeah. um wish there were quite a few you know a little bit of a a little bit of an incident and in that you know we'll get two sets of emails we'll get emails saying we really enjoyed this this is a hoot we're going to come to your restaurant and with that do you know what that's cool because you, you know if you get that if you enjoy this if you realise that it ain't personal it's just me saying some words for like perfect you know for bands yeah. like you know like, I'm just throwing some words back because you know honest to god the people who are writing this reviews they're clearly not putting much thought into it and if they are then like they need to they've got bigger problems than me you know and the people who would kind of write go oh you're really rude aren't you you're a knob and it's just like well yeah I'm a knob don't come like <laughs> you know you've got your other options mate like go elsewhere don't come and bother me with your kind of misery guts. Um, Is it fair to say, on especially on judging what you were saying to me earlier before about how you kind of cook for yourself and, you know, cook to please yourself, would it be fair to say that what you kind of do is an extension of you? Um, they want me to, I'm trying to multitask. Someone's trying to call me and I don't... You're my priority. Well, I should be, really. Um, I know, right, you've come all this way to come in. <laughs> don't me worry chat about shit. it. Um, <laughs> Should we to pause? No, you're good, man. You're good. Yeah, I'm all good, man. Um, the Wilderness heavily. Yeah. The Wilderness is basically autobiographical. Like, what we do at The Wilderness, it's the kind of music that I still listen to by the by. Like, you know, The Wilderness is pretty much like rock and roll fine dining. That's what we do. You know, I grew up with black nail varnish, wearing kind of black skinny jeans, sometimes girls. Don't fit in them anymore, though. You know, things with pointy stuff on them, like drawing tattoos on with a Sharpie before I could legally get them done. You know, like, that was, that was kind of my youth and that. And all the wilderness really is is food that I've eaten over the last, you know, 30 years that I've really enjoyed that we try and present to people in a kind of, you know, a playful way with, you know, big flavours. That's that's what the wilderness is. So I think the wilderness, yeah, heavily so. Um, for this venue, I don't think I can do stuff without it being personal. Like, you know, I don't think I'm not the kind of person who can sit down and do something that doesn't mean anything to me. Mm. Um, here I'm trying to work more to, you know, I know what I want this to kind of feel like. I know, I mean, this is basically a cheeky reflex, like cheeky reflex with, you know, marginally better food and drink. And um, I said something naughty earlier, I'm not going to say that again. No, you could, I liked it. <laughs> it made me you know, laugh. Um, it's like the what did you say? I'm not repeating what I said. <laughs> I'm not repeating what I said on record. Um, Damn. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's, uh, I might. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, that's what I want this to be, you know. I want this to be tongue-in-cheek. For me, this, you know, if the wilderness is kind of doing like rock and roll fine dining, this is kind of like you know, pop culture, really. Like, yeah. you know, I, I think it's really fun. It's really interesting. This is, you know, it is quite a prominent location in the city. And I think it's really exciting for me to be able to put up stuff that, that does challenge the status quo, that does kind of ask questions, that does sometimes just kind of, people go, really? That you, You're doing that? And it's like, yeah, 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 why not? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's a delicate balance because I want this to be a venue that's about inclusivity. 
yeah. really. And I think everyone does, like, you know, you get to be hard pressed to find a chef who doesn't say the word casual in connection with fine dining at some point. No one goes, no, I'm looking to do really exclusive fine dining, like, fuck the poor. Like, that's not really a chat that tends <laughs> to happen, but. But that's the way it's going now, <clears> the minute is, it is about making it accessible to people. It is, but, you know, I, I, I think the chat we should be having is, goes deep and is going, oh, we should make it accessible, shouldn't we? Oh, yeah, we should. Like, you know, I, I get it, but. I feel like, you know, not for me to preach in any way because I'm so far from a role model and so far from kind of anyone to give anyone any advice, um, you know. But I'm more interested in what it is that makes it inaccessible, mm. you know, because there's the obvious stuff and you go, yeah, cool, tablecloths. Yeah. I mean, ironically, like, I think I'm bringing tablecloths back to the wilderness, but that's because I'm trying to be ironic. So we'll see when that backfires, we can have a chat. <laughs> but um, for me, it's like, well, actually, what are the reasons for the choices of music for here? I mean, other than the fact that Phil Collins is a god amongst men. True. Um, nah, I'm, uh, I'm dead excited. So go off on a brief tangent. Me and Dan, who's uh, one of the, the lads, Dan says this in the restaurant, um, he's from the house, he's, he's a good lad. Um, because we have Phil Collins on the playlist in the air tonight in the restaurant, him and I have gone 50-50 on a gorilla suit and on a Saturday night service, like one of us is going to just walk through the dining room in a gorilla suit whilst that song comes on and just see what happens. And like, I want to be there when like, that happens. You know, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a special oh, moment. And like, you know, gutted that I'm not there. It won't be the same without you, mate, but we'll soldier through it. Um, but you know, the music choice was deliberate because the music we have here is, is very, very widely liked. It's very widely recognisable. You know, this is not kind of like weird clickety jazz music this is not sort of elevated music this, no, I was singing you know, along downstairs yeah, you know, quite happily and, and part of that is for me you know when people haven't necessarily done fine dining before which you know is, is, is a vast number of people you know actually I think offering them kind of little handles of familiarity I think it really helps we've found it with the wilderness you know like see the wilderness music is a little bit more polarised not everyone likes rock music um, understand that that's fine the music choices are available um but even, you know, you can see people who kind of perhaps haven't done this before and you can see the apprehension. But then, you know, Start Me Up comes on, you can see them tapping their yeah, feet and sing along. Yeah, and yeah. There's something within the experience which brings them comfort, which is familiar. And I think there's something in that. Um, this doesn't look like a fun... I mean, it doesn't really look like a restaurant, like, to be fair. No, it does, it does have that feel of, like, a kind of cool yeah. nightclub. You know, and I think we're kind of... We're still figuring that out. We don't have all the answers, but... For this venue, it, it is about it's about what I wanted to do. It's not just like uber personal, you know. Mm. And the size of it dictates that as well. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't. It's a seven day operation, mm. you know. As much as you know, I love this. Like I've no interest in like as a long term thing. Like you know, at the moment, yeah, it's pretty much seven days. I live and breathe it. But you know, I want a life too. Mm. You know, I, I think everyone needs it. I think I think this kind of almost this kind of work ethic porn thing that, that we love in this industry like you know honestly like kind of little networking meetups where you just stand up and say how many hours you've worked that week and how tired you are and like we can all compare it and then we can just you know get a little my name's Alex and I'm a chef yeah you know like, stand up and like talk about how hard you're working like yeah it's, it's you know I think it's more about balance um, so you know he, he is still personal to me but I think there's a bit more thought like the wilderness just happened and got enough chefs in the kitchen and we've been on a particular path and you know, I chose to kind of come back and throw a punch, really, and just start doing food yeah. that I wanted to do. And obviously, but, it's worked. 
Yeah, which but, is great. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just one of those really weird catalysts where obviously it was really challenging at the time to to be enrolled in like, you know, intellectual property law is is, is bollocks. Like it's there's no other word for it. It's a load of shit. Um but at the time whilst that felt like a really bad thing, it was such a wonderful catalyst for us to kind of more clearly articulate what mm. what what I wanted the business to be, you know, like prior to that we were doing very garden led stuff. In the literal sense, to be fair, you know, a lot of it was coming from kind of friends' allotments and stuff I'd forage myself. And the problem is that, like, that's done, yeah. really. I was going to say, yeah, that doesn't feel um, like kind of what I associate with no, you. I mean, you know, that, that, that's done. And like, my issue with it was that with that, you then. I was getting closer. Um, Sorry. No, it's all right. I liked it. I need to it. stay near you. <laughs> um, clingy, it, is, it is a mic after all. If, if, if that best be a real mic. If this is just like a ruse. I'm, try, I'm trying to pick up what you're um, saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, like the... We'll, we'll be cuddling by the end. <laughs> Refix cuddling. I'm um, ready, I'm ready mate. Um, Why do you think I'm here? <laughs> Christmas has come early. <laughs> and it's not the only thing. Um, yeah, you know, we were doing that, but then for me I had a kind of increasing problem with that particularly when we took a kind of permanent sign in the city centre because it was like this isn't Copenhagen yeah it's 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 not kind of Norway it's not a case of you know it's not reflective of where I've grown up or of what I've done yeah yeah you know and I think you know all chefs have a you know should have a gratitude to sort of you know the new Nordic heavyweights who kind of re- really redefined perhaps what you could do with food but I think what they were trying to seek is, is a way to articulate where they'd come from and the kind of people they were yeah, and the environment right. they lived in. And I think actually, if you're in an industrial city in the middle of England, for me, the kind of style of it was going well. Probably like heavily nature-led. You know, whilst that's initially what we were known for, you know, and I know that kind of when we made that lesser kind of explicit part of what we do, I know you know that that was met with some resistance, but that doesn't really reflect any of us yeah in the kitchen it feels to me like you're one of these that you you're kind of on a journey yourself and you'll have customers yeah, I mean, that, you know I, I hear that and I want to punch myself in the face um oh, sorry that's all right um but your fault it's probably accurate it's, it still just sounds wank doesn't it um I think for me it's just you know like any restaurant we've been trying to find a, you know articulating your own identity for food is mm. it's, it's it's not easy um but all we've wanted to do is the same as what you know it's always been about how can we best express where we've come from who we are and kind of what we like and this part of oh, pulling in your earphones sorry bit of play um, just warming up <laughs> you know we've always wanted to do that and I think that's kind of where we've got to with it yeah um, can we can we talk about some of the dishes because primarily we do, we uh, the podcast we talk about dishes that that you enjoy yourself to eat or to make or to cook yeah um, I, you know, I don't know if there's a couple that you want to talk me through that kind of particularly stand out. My, or... my food or just food? Both. Anything you enjoy? Anything you like to eat? What you like to cook? Um, I think off, off off our menu, you know, probably the the two dishes I'm currently proudest of, which are a fucking eclectic pair to pick, to be fair. But, you know, I've got a dish called None of the Fucking Balti, one of the wilderness, which, you know, that that kind of arose really from just a, a deeply held fondness for kind of uh, Indian cuisine. You know, I grew up just outside the Balti Triangle and I ate a lot of it growing up. And for me, it's 
is happy food. You know, it's happy food. And, you know, it's not a fucking Balti because this is a city that, you know, even when not asked, we'll just shout, we invented the Balti <laughs> as some sort of redemptive quality for the complete lack of fucking quality mid-level eateries. You'll just kind of go, we've got some Michelin stars. Oh, okay, cool. Anything else? We invented the Balti. Oh, okay, cool. Anything else? No. There's, there's more canals than Venice. Yeah, I didn't know that fact. Yeah, there's, more, more, there's more fucking bodies in the canals here than Venice though as well. It's, it's, it's a curious kind of charm. Not that I'm not proud of it, like, you know, I've tried to escape Birmingham twice and now the business is here, like, it's not going to happen, is it? I'm stuck, but you know, there's a lot for the city to be proud about. But, you know, it was a tongue-in-cheek rebellion against, um, uh, for me, I guess, against the homogenisation and kind of the, the dilution of sort of what I consider to be the essence of Indian food, which, you know, for me, it should be joy, it should be intensity, it should be kind of loud. It's not... If I go to eat Indian food, I'm not looking for a gentle experience. You know, I want to be punched in the face by a chili whilst kind of, you know, ginger starts biting at my legs and, you know, I want coriander. I want kind of, I want it to be fresh, I want it to be big. Um, and I think that's, to this day, I think it's a cracking dish, you know, like we'll never keep a dish on for very long unless we don't think we can beat it. And that's kind of remained in situ. So what's kind of like at the heart of the of the actual dish itself? Uh, so it's basically, it's, it's butter chicken. But um, again, there's a familiarity in that, right? Yeah. But So it's butter chicken sauce, you know, um, quail breast which we which we kind of marinate in in um, a kind of a, a, a yogurt and a spice blend um, that's then cooked sous vide so we poach it chill it and then that's finished finished in a pan um, we've got a date and tamarind puree to kind of balance the heat because it's important to me that it's, it's well spiced but chicken sauce um, that we've refined slightly we, we make it much more slowly we kind of take our time to allow the spices to kind of to settle to be smooth um, to avoid it being too kind of fatty or, or kind of greasy or mouthfeel um, there's then a, a cucumber foam burnt, uh, a toasted cumin seed and cucumber skin powder um, a little samosa where we confit the quail legs down um, and then make a lentil dal and then fold that through so you've got a little quail samosa nice. so you know it it's basically about, it's, it's basically about a chicken like it's not trying to reinvent the wheel like you know yeah. the reason it's on menus is it's fucking delicious right Yeah. so why like you know why I try and create like a turnip surprise it feels to me like the the name of the dish or the yeah. title of the dish is quite you know you take good opportunity there to kind of be show that playful side kind of yeah, show well, that you know I, I love the idea of like you know it's, 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 it's on the menu as NAFB you know and then going to a table and being like oh so this is NAFB like you know is anyone sensitive like how do we all feel about about swearing about naughty words and most people go oh nothing and then the ability to then go in with a punchline you make a point about something which you feel strongly about which I do you know most tables have a giggle about it and then the food delivers and you know yes it's fun and it's playful but it's just big banging flavours with you know great quality product and that's kind of, that, that for me is what, what makes a, a wilderness dish wilderness that's what yeah. we're looking to achieve um, then for here actually uh, a surprise kind of a surprise runner really so it's on the afternoon team and I'm going to try and feed you in a bit um, so it's quite down a little bit but um, we've got a, a macaroon called Little Miss Piggy um, which is a smoked bacon and balsamic macaroon um, and it's one of those glorious moments of total kind of head fuck because it really shouldn't work you know it's a white chocolate ganache with smoked bacon infused into it and then a, a kind of a yeah a balsamic gel for acidity sounds great but it's just, you know, it's one of those little moments of it's smile food. Yeah. Like, you know, I like food where you eat it and then people kind of not like, yeah, man, fucking dig. Like, you know, <laughs> I feel like the reaction to any great thing, be that music, film, 
you know, drink, food, whatever it should be. After a couple of seconds, that kind of knowing, yeah, that, that little nod, yeah, yeah. I get this. I get this, I get this. <laughs> like, you know, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. You know, particularly here, like the dining room's open and like that's one of the dishes where you go, yeah, they go, hmm? Yeah, okay, I understand yeah, now. I'm here I get now. this. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, where, where did um, the idea for nocturnal animals kind of stem from? Because like I say, I was having a breakdown in the basement. <laughs> I wish that was a lie. Like, ironically, given the griller outfit, um, so this venue's been a prick, like absolute fucking savage project to do. Like, you know, I don't do things by half, so I never have. Like, you know, all or nothing. You know, I'm a big believer in just roll the dice. Don't, you know, don't be a pussy. Like, just, just do it. And uh, I viewed this venue probably two years ago when it was still an office. And uh, I thought, oh, I don't, you know, I like it, but it's big, isn't it? And um, <laughs> the landlords have been incredibly supportive and they kind of, you know, we kept chatting and we got to a point where I was like, do you know what? I like it. I like that deal. That works for me. Um, but it was obviously it was a demolition change of use the landlords did a lot of that for which I'm very grateful but it was a shell man like there's barely a floor downstairs and uh, it turns out it's really hard doing like a big venue like you know who'd have thunk it yeah. um, like you know nobody said it was going to be yeah. easy but nobody said it was going to be like this hard per that song um, so this was a really hard venue for us you know both on every level really on every level. I'm not going to go into the sort of details, but you know, one of those challenges yeah. that I think was a bit of a make or break. Um, and I was sat in the basement, miserable as hell. And uh, I was listening to like my happy playlist. Like, Phil Collins. Phil Collins, man. <laughs> and uh, I remember like, you know, when the drums kick in on uh, in, t in the air tonight, and I remember thinking like, I want to do food that makes people feel like that drum coming in. <laughs> like literally like that whole man, you know. One second, it's happening now. If oh no! It, if get away, it is like we might, you know, we might we might get in trouble for this. No, we we're going to play Phil Collins. Phil's into it. Do you think? Probably. I hear he listens. Well, for, for a while, I thought <laughs> for a while I thought Phil Collins was fictional, like literally. <laughs> right. So now okay, we're one second. Right. We'll get to You're it. Nearly, do you know exactly when it's on? Almost. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I'm sorry, Phil. Please don't sue us if you if you can hear this. Right. It was the gorilla what did it. <laughs> this is the first time ever on the past podcast that Phil Collins played. It's important. It's important to understand. <laughs> I must be soon. This is getting embarrassing. It's got to be, isn't it? I don't know if it is. I think you've got. Does he, if he says I remember, then we're close. <laughs> it's now, isn't it? Is it? Oh, fuck knows. No, I, I think we've got a bit more yet. Yeah, so after this. My knowledge Phil Collins me is good. How do you know more? Because I love Phil Collins. Oh my god, he was legal team. Fucking hell no, they're at me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm after you. <laughs> Here we go. How often a day Here is this go. played? Depends how many times I can kind of cry. <laughs> oh god's sake, just do the drum thing now, Phil. I don't I don't know if I endorse this. You do. Well, I kinda of do because it's Phil Collins. Here we go. We've got to be now. Yeah. No. The essence of this venue is, is like is any me. any minute now. Ready? Here. Here we go. Fucking hell, let's feel it. Come on, hold me. That's it. Like, that's literally it. <laughs> that was worth it. Like, literally that. That was so you know. worth it. So anyways, in this basement with no lights on it, um, like, <laughs> contemplating, you know. That was the best thing to ever happen on the podcast so right, far, yeah. I think. Honestly, like, we haven't even done with you yet. Um, <laughs> contemplating... You know, contemplating life. And I was listening to that, and I thought, you know what? Fucking hell, yeah! Let's make us let's make a venue that feels like that drum. Um, which obviously, 
you know, you've got to have some That's sympathy. hard to encapsulate. Yeah, but you know, you've got to have some sympathy then for kind of my design team and everyone has to work around me because that's the kind of, they'll get a message like that at like 3 a.m. from me, go, look, guys, we need to try and do things a bit more like this, a bit less like that. You know, so it takes a particular breed of kind of, you know, of chef, a bartender, of the people who work around me because I think it's fairly idiosyncratic for restaurants to kind of be built on such abstract concepts. But actually, it's not all mad because there's an emotional experience to that. Mm. I know how that feels. Mm. And I know that if I can make people feel that same way through what they're eating and drinking, like, we're good, you know? Yeah. Um, so it all kind of stemmed from that, really. You, you, you strike me as quite a deep thinker. Would I be right in thinking that? No, it's all about the bounce. No, I'm fine, Are you just having me on? No. No, he's... I don't know, like, you know. Is it just a... Occasionally, I think, but often not, like... I think, I think there's a lot more thought goes into it than your... Is it because you don't like being praised? Oh, no, I love being praised, sort of, you know. Because I think I'll it's so it. creative what you do. I just... I, I, I don't know, man, like, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just what I do. It's just how my brain works, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't see an evaluative in it. Like, you know, sometimes that, that results in really cool stuff and sometimes it results in you offering to dress as a horse for 85 quid on the internet, like... Ying and yang, man. Like, or walking through the dining room dressed as the Phil Collins yeah. gorilla. But, you know, everything we do tends to kind of come like that, though. Like, no good has ever come from me kind of sitting down going, right, here's this, you know, here's yeah. this formulaic way of working. That doesn't happen. Like, for me, it's always in the midst of another situation. When Organic. Kind of, and... Yeah, and that's the way I like to do it, because, you know, otherwise it feels forced. Because, you know, up until that point, you know, we'd already got the venue and, you know, we'd already started work on it, but nothing worked. And, like, once I understood what it meant, once I understood kind of the the fill about this venue, then everything else was easy, man. The filling. That was shit. No? no go it was it almost? Close. And it was, it was, yeah, it was understandable. I'll leave, I'll leave where you come from. the funnies. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, that... that that made it all make sense and yeah. from there we started to flesh it out and you know obviously with venues are organic like whatever you think is going to be let it open then it will kind of it will do its own thing like this is much more of a party venue than I thought it would be you know like I never thought I'd be in a restaurant doing a tasting menu on a Saturday night and be able to audibly hear half the room singing to little respect <coughs> I never thought that would happen I never thought I'd have a random lady on table seven kind of get up and just start fucking dancing in the middle of like fine dining service but you know here we are yeah um, you know well, you said it to me earlier though because with that kind of comes now you know you have multiple businesses in Birmingham yeah. it becomes this thing now where you have to be the face oh no I don't you do though no, like, you know, I, I don't think so because like, I'm know. not interviewing anybody else I'm interviewing well, you no but you know like, well that's, that's what you think you've got to do all the stuff after that should be here for a few days um, no I mean you should chat you should definitely chat like if we can grab him later you should take five like with Stu Dealey like who's you know he's my right hand on like this because he's he's loads more interesting than me um He'll pretend not to be. But he's, he, he, I'd like to get what he says about you, that's for sure. You don't do that. Um, he, he was saying nasty things about these boots earlier, like, what a dickhead. Um, yeah, you know, like... I don't even know what we're talking about. We were talking. Well, no, we were talking about you being the face and... and oh, yeah, no that. bollocks to that. Like, but, you know, I'm, 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 I'm like everything else, I'm a tool for this, you know, like, it is my job to yes front, it is my job to sometimes do to varying degrees of success, you know, to go to events or to kind of do this or that. But, you know, I got in trouble at another event because, you know, I did a, a cookery demo somewhere, which I, I won't mention. And, like, my opener for that was... Um, I, I'd really like to thank the hosts here for paying me to be here. But, like, we might as well just be honest about it. Like, if you're a chef, like, if you see a chef doing a cookery demo, yeah, I don't mean what... to break the bubble here. Yeah. The chef's not doing that on their day off because they're... De- 
because they feel deep within their soul yeah, a desire to share a dish with you that you won't. I think you should. I think people should be more honest and upfront about it. Like you know, I'm here doing this podcast because I need to try and sell tickets to my restaurant so I can pay the bills and the gargantuan cost of investment on it. Do you know what? I'm crestfallen. <laughs> you know, I thought you just wanted to spend time. No, with you, me. You, you can enjoy it, can't you? But like, you might as well dress it up. But, you know, it is an odd world. It is an odd world, but. You know, I'm happy to be the face of it purely in the sense of purely in the sense of, you know, I'm very proud of I'm very proud of what a few bad ideas out of my head have turned into. Mm. You know, and I'm very, very proud of the culture that we've created here, which is the product of every person who's come through this door, good and bad. You know, everyone's had their part in that. You know, don't get me wrong, like, have I got an ego? Yeah. You know, do I have my moments where I'm an insufferable prick? Absolutely. But like for Nocturnal in particular, you know, there's a reason my restaurants aren't called, like, my surname. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, some chefs go in for that. If I get hit by a bus tomorrow, you know, I want my businesses to fundamentally not change. You know, I want to create something that's bigger than me. You know, I'm not looking for people to be like, oh, have you been to Alex Claridge's place? Like, I'm not into that. Like, it makes me feel... It just doesn't feel good. I don't like that. You know, but go the other way. This one goes. Oh, I went to the Nocturnal Animals. That's amazing. If I ever heard that, yeah, that would tickle. That would feel good. Yeah. Um, it's that's, about. It's that's about, cool though, because it's about your creation rather than yeah, about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's about my baby, not about me. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just a caretaker, man. Yeah. Like. See, we are. We're going quite deep here. It's not deep, it mate. Is, like, I like it. What, 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 what are chefs supposed to say? Like. <laughs> not. Which one talk about football? Like, not, I don't. Not everybody goes like this, though. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, no, I want you to say what you're saying, but I want you to acknowledge that it's it's interesting. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you find <laughs> the inside of my mind interesting. <laughs> is this therapy? How much yeah. is it an hour? It's good, isn't it? It's good. It's working. <laughs> Do you um, now, Mummy will love me. <laughs> so, what? talking about the organic thing, and yeah. it's all organic. Can you can you sit and plan for what the future looks like, or is it just like this? Is yeah. So you know, the, the the contradiction in our business is that. You know, we think organically, we create artistically, you know, we work obsessively. But when it comes to kind of the business, there's this kind of yin-yang to it where, you know, our businesses are rigorous in the extreme in terms of our planning and our modeling and our understanding before we do anything. We will consider everything that could happen, you know. It's too big a, you know, it's too big a risk, man. It's a difficult industry. If you fuck this up, like, you know, you're, you're done. You know what I mean? Like, it's... This venue's cost over a mil. Like, there is not an option to not get this right. Yeah. Um, and there's a duty then to, to everyone, both to yourself, you know, to the universe for affording you this opportunity. That's not moving deep either. That's just me saying some words. Um, I, won't, I won't keep calling you out on it. <laughs> uh, you know, to obviously, you know, business partners, to the staff, you know, there's a responsibility to get it right. So, you know, we know exactly where we'll be. Um, and I think we're quite good on that. You know, sometimes things take a bit longer than we'd like sometimes there's you know twists and turns and you've got to roll with it but fundamentally you know there was a great satisfaction for me and the details you know details are frivolous like you know that stuff you can drill down to but in terms of the headline figures of what do we wish to be where do we want to be what do we want to be doing next yeah, yeah man 100% like you know I know what the next 10 years look like and I'm, you know I know what they look like and I will do that you know by crook or cradle and you know I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty, but any we, small we, we'll tease you can offer the the listeners. Just you know, you don't have to go into too much detail, but well, in wilderness will move again next summer to a kind of forever home for it. You know, like we've been in the jury quarter for what since April, and you know, it's been a cool little 
chapter which we never thought we'd write um, but the wilderness deserves something sufficiently ostentatious and mad you know I've got you know all I can say is the new wilderness flagship will involve an old ice cream van um, which will kind of be a, a design feature of one of the rooms but it'll be a kind of multi-room based experience you know you nice. won't just dine in one space you know if we're doing the wilderness as a flagship I want it to be fucking nuts like proper off its tits and they're dancing down the street in winter wearing nothing but boxer shorts waving a union jack proclaiming kind of you know right, so I'm going to have to be there for that right I'm going to yeah. have to be there when we when whatever this happens right well you know I, I ultimately want the wilderness to have that so that's kind of you know at the moment my focus is making Nocturnal Animals everything that I want it to be mm-hmm. and you know getting the right team around it giving them the support they need to kind of to win um then you know obviously the wilderness is you know we'll keep pushing and developing on our food but the next big play for us there will be a move for that then I've got one more restaurant concept that I have within me as it were that I'll probably do in a couple of years time I want a bit of time just to kind of live with these two yeah um, I don't want to overstretch myself it's not a race that's no, fair enough no I um, completely agree and then after that yeah I just want to you know I want to get them to be as good as they can be get them to a point where I'm proud of those venues and uh, you know I'm happy like you know I believe as Dr. Dre says, you know, give me one more platinum plaque than fuck rap. You can have it back, like, after I've done my free, like, you know, make those as good as they can, look after them, nurture them. Um, and then at some point, you know, I, I will probably just uh, crawl into a hole and die. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know what? We've had Phil Collins, we've had Dr. Dre Coates, and we've ended on you crawling on a hole and dying. I think that's a perfect way to end end the conversation. Um, I've been I'm really excited by this. I, I'm really impressed with in a week what you've you know of opening what you've achieved and how amazing it looks downstairs. I appreciate it. The wilderness is something that massively excites me. Can't believe I've not dined there yet, but I definitely will do. And yeah, obviously when out. you when I know well I couldn't get in tonight, so yeah, you're fully sorry. booked. Sorry. I'm not important enough. You're too you're too important. But when you no, no, when it all I'm, I'm just a caretaker bro. When it all uh, when it all changes I'll be I'll come down from Leeds and we'll come and Pizza sounds good. And we'll, we'll come to Leeds and have a crazy night out. That sounds amazing. Get you drunk off your tits with a reflex. That sounds good. Thank Wicked. you so much, mate. Nah, thanks for having me. Ta-ra. Thanks, buddy. Ta-ra. Thanks again to the wonderful series partner, ChefWorks. Check them out on social media. Just search at ChefWorks UK and Ireland on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Hashtag ChefWorks wearers to feature. Or get in touch if you want to appear as the chef of the month.